Every team, every topic, everywhere. This is Believe. Hello, Vol Nation. Welcome to another episode of Believe in Tennessee Football. I'm your host, as always, Kyler Curbison. Finally joined with Reed Bacon again, and we have a great podcast. Before we get into it, hit that like button. Please rate. Please subscribe. Do all that good stuff. Please share with your friends. Text it out. Tweet it out. Instagram it out. It all helps. Comments. Ask us questions in the comments. It all helps the algorithm. You guys are the best fans in the world, so please just keep doing that. Um, But huge episode today, talking men's basketball. Huge win over Auburn. Talking baseball, the fact that they are just killing it, and Ben Joyce is an absolute saint. And we're talking a junior day coming up. Uh, This next weekend, we got a big-time recruit quarterback coming in. And just kind of explain to you guys what junior day is like. So, another great one. Let's hop into it. Snap, the kick is in the air, and the kick this time is no, sir, Reed. No, sir, Reed. Final score, Tennessee 20, Florida 17. Pandemonium reigns. Loads up, fires long for the end zone. The pass is going to be caught by Tennessee. Tennessee wins! by Tennessee, Jawan Jennings. Jennings makes the catch in the end zone on the Hail Mary. Down at the 35, to the 40, to the 45, to the 50, to the 45, to the 40, to the 35, 30, 25, 20, 15, 10, 5. What did he do? All he did was score. Joey Pence, touchdown on play number one. All right, so before we jump into the podcast, shout out our number one sponsor, as always, betonline.ag. Listen, if you're wanting to make anything exciting, you got to bet on it. It makes it so much better. Um, even if you're following a team that you're not necessarily a fan of, you put some money down, that thing gets very exciting. You're really watching that game. Um, bet Online is that place to do it. It's got all the news, the stats, the scores, the odds, everything you could think of. They cover every sport too, football, basketball, boxing, golf, everything you could think of. That is the place to go. So when you head over, check out their new uh, mobile site, uh, their new website. And when you sign up, you'll receive a 50% welcome bonus if you use the code BELIEVE. That's B-L-E-A-V when you sign up. So 50% welcome bonus. That's awesome. 50% on your first deposit. That's amazing. Um, so before you watch any games, before you enjoy any sports, head on over to Bet Online, put some money down on it, make it exciting. Bet Online, it's where the game starts. All right, welcome in everyone. Uh, what a happy Sunday it is after a huge Tennessee basketball victory. But first, before we dive into that game, Reed, how we doing, bud? I'm back, baby. <laughs> <laughs> I was gonna, I was gonna joke and be like, "Hey, my name's Reed Bacon. I'm your co-host. New to the um, team I, here. I like uh, UT sports. I love my family. 
uh, in my face, and I enjoy playing. <laughs> give you the whole rundown, give you the whole bio, so you know about me. Um, wow, feels good to be back. And as everyone can see, I'm back in the Chinese buffet. And uh, so, yeah, we, you know, I remember I was up in Plymouth, New Hampshire. And so I was up there with Ariel, my, my lovely, sweet, beautiful girlfriend, who's, she's, dude, she's impressive, man. She's crushing it. It being a travel nurse, you know, it's, it's like, you, you hear the money and it's like, gum, like this is some serious cash, but then you, <laughs> but, but then you think about it. It's like, she's up in Plymouth, New Hampshire, which is a beautiful little town, but it's very small. She doesn't really know anybody else besides working there, uh, you know? And then after a while I get there and I'm like, Oh, snow. Like, I love it. You know, they got like, 16 inches of snow one weekend and I'm like this is great but then you know she's been in the same hotel she's been doing the same thing for two or three months now and so big boys got to go up there and and be there with her and support her and yeah she's going through it this weekend she's on call and she worked like 15 hours or 14 hours yep. yesterday at, after a long week I mean it's just Tell so her I, that, feel, I feel for because when I was up in Montreal, that's pretty much what I was doing, just staying in a hotel, didn't know anybody except for teammates. Yeah. And just like trying to figure everything out. Um, funny story. One time I was going to practice because they have games on different days up there. It's not like always the same day. And I think we had a game on a Friday. So then we had Saturday off and then Sunday was the first day of getting back into practice and all that kind of stuff. So and it was early morning. So it's like 6 a.m. And I'm leaving my place. And I, I live downtown. Like it was a downtown living area. So I walk across this street that's like very popular, like Saturday night, all that kind of stuff. It's 6 a.m. Sunday morning. I'm walking across the street. And this lady that's probably 60, 70 years old with a leopard skirt on is uh, jaywalking across the other way and she's just like hey babe what's going on I'm like, oh god i gotta hurry to the subway bro <laughs> she wanted she wanted a piece of that big kyler meat wow. <laughs> yeah so i was like uh i gotta go to practice sorry about yeah. that um I bet she could show you. I bet she could show you some practice. Show you a few things. <laughs> I'm sure she's an expert in a lot of stuff. Yeah, sounds like uh, she's had some years. It's definitely some years. Um, but yes, it is very difficult to be away from your family for that long. Yeah, so. yeah. It, 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 I remember talking to you while you were up there, and you know, always talking with you and checking in. But yeah, so I'm I'm proud of her. And uh, so, anyways, that's where I've been. And we were still going to do the pod while I was up there. Yeah. But, one day we had te technical difficulties and then I was going to be able to do it the next weekend, but then I was, I started a new job. So I was like up there, I knew I needed to drive home. I was actually going to be up there another week, but then it would have put me driving home this weekend. So since I didn't start on Monday and I actually started on Tuesday, I was like, well, so anyways, I ended up driving last weekend and we didn't record. So, yeah. but uh, a, a couple, a couple things. I, I, I laughed big time when I was listening to the, the other pod and you said, <laughs> you said Reed hasn't figured out how to deal with his wife and his mistress and me, <laughs> me being his mistress. And I started cracking up. So he's got to get better at that. But, um, but yeah, no, I mean, uh, yeah, I'm, I'm excited to be back. I think one thing that you had, had talked about and, and you yeah. had said, and Reed, I want to get your opinion on it, is if 
you made the, the point that Tennessee football being down has helped raise the level of other sports. And it's pretty simple for me that I, I disagree with you because mm-hmm. I think Tennessee fans are such good fans that if you give us this much, and if you're watching on YouTube, I'm, I've, I've got my fingers very close together. If you give us a slither of hope, a slither of anything good, we come out and we are going to support you. And hell, you might not even be a winner, but if you just come out and compete and you know, have some likable guys on the team and do stuff the right, right, right way. We're going to back you. And, and also like the, the basketball team wasn't good when football was good until Bruce Pearl shows up to town and he turns the whole thing around. Well, when Bruce was starting off, I guess he was here in like 2004, 2005, 2006. Like we were still considered a really good football program at that time. It was right around that point that we would maybe start dropping off, but hell, even after we had our bad year in 2006, I guess it was, well, then in 2007 or eight, we were back in the SEC championship game. You know, so it's like, I remember Thompson Bowling Arena being absolutely, I remember going to the 2006 Florida game and and with my buddy Jack Gillespie and we ended up winning that game and beat Joe Kim Noah and Corey Brewer and Lee Humphrey and that, that Florida team. And we, and he and I were, in seventh grade, maybe at Sacred Heart, and we ran down and, and rushed the court, and we're down there with all the you know college students. So like, I I think what's changed Tennessee is just good hires. Like the baseball team is really well followed now because Tony Vitello is a great hire, and like he's 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 started to win. He you know the he rejuvenated it in a way of not only are they winning, but they're fun. They're they play a good brand of baseball. I mean. I haven't watched a second of an actual game this year. I've seen highlights, but bro, I literally went like, <laughs> like I had to wipe, I had to wipe my eyes when I just saw the two scores these past. Like one was twenty-seven nothing, another one was like twenty-five one or two, and I'm like, bro, what or what's going on? Yeah, like and we, everyone's uh, like, hey, uh, we actually game. scored more points. Our baseball team scored more points than Jeremy Pruitt did in his last like eleven games, or it's something crazy. Like that. <laughs> I mean, I saw a, I saw a stat last night. I don't know how true it is because I haven't gone back and double checked it. But someone said like so far, Tennessee baseball has outscored their opponents like a hundred and something to like five. I mean, that is ridiculous, yeah. ridiculous, and that gets me very excited to watch them. You know, once base one basketball is over, not that I won't still check in on them, but once basketball is completely done out of the way, then I'll I'll definitely be checking into into baseball more and. Uh, yeah, and speaking of, speaking of basketball, we are headed into quite a uh, march, like quite a march. The, this Saturday, we had a huge victory, but number one, two, three, four, five, six, and nine all lost this weekend in men's basketball. It's never happened before, and it's the last weekend before March starts. It's, it's insane. I, I I love it when it's like this. It's so much harder to pick teams to win the bracket, but it's so much more entertaining when you have so much parody and wonder and like, is this team good? Are they not good? And I just think this, this is going to be very, very entertaining March. March is great every year. March is great every single year because of the tournament. Even when you have those, one, two, three, and four teams, or maybe just one and two teams that everyone thinks that they're head and hills above everybody else. 
you still get your upset. So it still is great. But you're right, this year could actually feel like the NFL playoffs felt this year, where it was like not one dominant team, not two dominant teams, but like, hey, everyone has a legit chance. And then, you know, the freaking Cincinnati Bengals show up and and win the Super Bowl, which we never even got to talk about the Super Bowl on here because, I mean, I just have to say this really quick. I I never thought that I would be pulling for the L.A. Rams compared to, like, an underdog market like the Bengals. Yeah. I love Joe Burrow. I would love – I would have loved for Cincy. You would have thought I would have loved for Cincinnati and those fans to win it. Mm-hmm. And I don't know if it's because they beat the Titans, but, like, some of those guys on that team I just do not like. And for some reason I did want them to win, and I was really happy that the Rams won, and I was happy for Aaron Donald. I mean, for someone like us who – when we're watching football, we're not always just watching the actual football. We're not watching the ball to watch what that guy can do. And I remember, I, I have, I have, no, I have notes that can back this up. I have friends that will back this up. Like when he came out, when I was in college for the NFL Combine or the NFL Combine offseason draft, I would like go to my room and like watch highlights. And, and, like, pick – act like I'm the GM and pick who I want the Titans pick. And I was like, we have to get Aaron Donald. We have to have him. We have to have him. Like, I loved him. I loved him from coming from Pitt. We ended up taking Taylor Lewan like, two picks before it. And I was just bummed. I understood why the Titans did it. They want to get their left tackle. But to see that guy in greatness do that from a position of a defensive lineman, you know, it was just unbelievable. And I was so happy for him. I was happy for Matthew Stafford. I was happy for Eric Weddle. Eric Weddle's one of my favorite players, and what a yeah. great story for him coming out of retirement. Of course, of course, he is. He's a white safety. Exactly. I mean, I, but but the way he plays and his swag and like everything about him. I remember I was probably like in seventh grade, sixth, seventh grade, and I remember watching a Thursday night game, a college game, and it was him at Utah, and this dude's out here playing running back, safety, like in college. I mean, he's going both ways, and I fell in love with him then, but. I was happy for Andrew Whitworth and, and just a lot of those guys. So I was, yeah. I was happy about that. But anyways. Okay, so sorry to interrupt, but we have another ad. Uh, this one is NordVPN. So for any of those people out there who really just want to expand their watching experience, uh, we know we have a lot of great shows on the Netflix, on the HBOs, but sometimes there's good shows in other countries. Um Actually, when when I was up in Canada playing for the CFL for a cup of coffee, I couldn't watch Game of Thrones because I was in Canada. It was only on HBO USA. So I had to use a VPN to watch Game of Thrones when it was coming out. Um, So VPNs are awesome for checking out all that kind of stuff that you really wouldn't usually get in your country. Also, it can help if you're trying to stream a game. If you're living down in Florida and you want to catch a Nashville you know, you want to catch a Titans game up here in Nashville, they're going to show you the Dolphins game. But if you change that VPN, if you change your location, you can watch that Titans game. It's very, very valuable. So NordVPN is the place to go if you really want to be able to change your location and take advantage of these streaming platforms and get every single thing that you can out of them. So to grab your exclusive offer from NordVPN, Go to nordvpn.com slash believe and use the code believe, B-L-E-A-V, and get 70% off your NordVPN plan. 70% off. Um, 
with one additional month for free. I mean, talk about a deal, 70% off and you get an extra month. And what's also great is that it's a 30 day money back guarantee. So if you, for some weird reason, don't enjoy it, you get your money back. So no harm, no foul. Uh, that's why NordVPN is the place to check out, really open up your streaming platforms and have a little bit better entertainment in your life. So go ahead and check them out, NordVPN. Basketball, so I got to go to the Auburn game. I had not been to a game in, in about two years. The last game I went to is when we played Memphis here, ugly game, we lost. And then last year I didn't go because of COVID and it's not it's not the same. It wouldn't have been the same going and not a pa- – I, I go to one or two football games a year and I go to a one or two basketball games a year because I want to feel that environment. And mm-hmm. yesterday – was absolutely incredible. Um, you know, Tyler Williamson, you know, his mother-in-law and father-in-law the, are the Duchels. They have four season tickets. Well, I, I think they have more than that, but they got these four season tickets, center court, 15 rows up. Incredible. Yeah. Well, I mean, Tyler hits me up. And he's like, hey, they got two extra tickets if you want to go. And I'm like, you know, absolutely. So I took my dad. I, I don't think my dad's been in Thompson Bowling. He, my dad is a huge Tennessee fan. Huge. He, this year, and these past couple of years, he's been following the basketball team more than I do. Like every night, like he's downstairs getting locked in, watching them games. Uh, you know, the other night Tennessee was beating who the hell we play earlier this this week, Missouri. Missouri, yeah, yeah. The, the game was out of hand, and I wanted to check the score of another game. My dad's like, no, 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 like go back till we finish the rest of this game. I'm like, Dad, we won the game. So he hasn't been to Thompson Bowling because he just likes to watch it at home. He likes, you know, he doesn't want to get in all the crowds and all that nonsense. But he went yesterday, and it was such a great experience to do that with him um and so it's just aw- it was just awesome now i want to talk about the actual games so i watched the kentucky game going to that game i did not think we were going to win i just wanted us to keep it close and i saw that we were favored and i was like well maybe vegas knows uh, something. one and a half points i mean i think honestly it was because they always say like your home away is worth three points correct correct but i think like we're naturally underdogs, but they gave us a little bump because it is at home and we had, we still haven't lost at home. You know, and you know, what's funny. I didn't even know that. I did not know that I was getting ready. I was, it was like two o'clock yesterday. I'm getting dressed and ready to go to that game. And someone had texted me and said, you know, we haven't lost at home this year. I was like, what? And I was like, are you sure? I was like, I thought we lost like one of those cheap, easy games, like early on. And I was like, wow, we haven't. But anyway, so like, that Kentucky game, I was like, let's just keep it close. Like, let's try to get some revenge if we beat them. Because you know me, I always say on here, like, we always split with them. We always split with them. But mm-hmm. this year, basketball-wise, was just a rough start for me personally because I just wasn't into it. Now, don't get me wrong. I'm still not getting my hopes up for for March because, you know, Rick's probably going to Rick, unfortunately. But, hey, we can hope something changes. I'm just not going to let myself get super let down. And it also, it also concerns me that it is home win. Like our big wins are home. Correct. Wins. Can't Correct. do it away. I, I'm so happy you said that because I was just talking to my dad about that yesterday. I feel like this year more than any, like the home teams have such an advantage, which we all know in the SEC tournament, you know, conference tournaments, and then at um, the NCAAs, there's no home courts. I mean, maybe when it was in Nashville or Atlanta and you call it Catlanta or all the all the Kentucky fans go to Nashville. So, you know, and Tennessee fans will I don't even where is the SEC this year? It, I, isn't it like in Tampa or something? It, it's I'm not, not sure. I hadn't I hadn't looked that up. 
I'll try I, thought, and find I it. thought I heard it was somewhere random. Like I swear, I thought I heard it was like Tampa or somewhere like that. I could just be so off on that. But um, anyways, college basketball this year, home court has made such a difference. And so I'm glad you said that because I'm like, okay, well, what happens when we're playing in some random gym on a Thursday? Tampa, at, Florida. Yeah, okay. Right. Yeah. So what happens when we're playing in a random, you know, Thursday at 2.30, it's March Madness, and we're playing in like Ohio, you know, and there's 3,000 Tennessee fans there. Like, then how is this team going to respond? But – I'm still not going to take away the joy that I felt and the joy that we all felt watching us beat Kentucky. I will take that every time. And then yesterday, I love Bruce. Bruce will always be my basketball coach. But the one thing that did frustrate me about Bruce from time to time is that he would have guys that he would allow play a lot of street ball or iso ball. And you and I both have come out and said we don't like watching that. And don't get me wrong, when you have a team like that that's 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 good and can do a bunch of ISOs ball and they're hitting their threes, they look incredible. They look great. Well, it's, it's there was a few times where like when we were on those runs, if they would have actually hit their shots, it could have really like taken the wind out correct. of the crowd and everything. Correct, correct, correct. And I remember a couple of years ago when we were in the SEC tournament championship, and. Um, we went, you know, we were in that championship. It was in Nashville. I was down there in Nashville looking to go to the game. All, like, we, my buddy Nathan Gibson and I went down there and actually met his parents down there. We're eating brunch. And we got down to Broadway really early. And there were a little bit of people, but not many. By the time we had finished eating brunch and coming back out to Broadway, I swear to you, all of Knoxville had driven in and tickets had gone. We, we, we had a guy offer us, like, two tickets to get in the door for, like, 65 bucks. When we got done from brunch, we came back out and just to get in the building, we're like three or four hundred bucks. And we almost did it. And then we were like, hell with this. Like we went back to my apartment and I say all that to say that's when Auburn hit all their shots and they ran us out of the building. So it's like Bruce can look very feast or famine even more than some other teams can, even though basketball is it's very simple. You make your shots, you're going to you're going to win the game. So uh, but yesterday, the game specifically. I think what I was most proud about was, you know, the energy is always good. They're always going to play good defense. They're always going to fight. They're always going to compete. But I was so impressed with how we dominated the boards. I looked up in TBA up uh, in the corner, and it has what they call hustle stats. And I saw at one point it was like 44 to 26 in rebounds. And I said, mm -hmm. what the – I said, I knew we were rebounding well, but not basically doubling them up. And they should yes. have the best front. And they should have the best front court in the nation with uh, Jabari Smith and the um, Kessler is or what's the big tall white guy number thirteen? Yeah, I think so. I think it's Kessler. I mean, yeah, we ended Gr we ended fifty four to thirty one. We had thirty three uh, defensive rebounds. Like we out rebounded just defensive rebounds on them, which is like insane. Well, hell, I thought our offensive rebounds were huge. I mean, at one point we had I think we had like twenty one or 22 offensive rebounds, which are giving us second chance points. So um, that's the one thing that I just think holds Auburn back. Like it holds any team back. If you're not hitting your shots, you're not hitting your shots. But how when later in that game, do you have one or two of your guards who never passes it and chucks up something and Jabari Smith never touches it, or you never drive in and kick out, or you never try to work it inside out. Mm -hmm. Like, I don't get that. And like, I don't understand why Bruce doesn't change that. Um, but about our team, I thought yesterday was very balanced. 
I thought I thought everybody contributed in the way they needed to contribute, whether it was getting some offensive rebounds, playing good defense. I mean, countless times, Josiah and George James, Kenny Chandler, Ziegler, they all had really nice defensive like steals and take the balls away. Yes, bro. Poking balls out like crazy. Yes. Then I mean, there was then no one, no one was going up for a basket easy. Like it was someone yes. was coming over to help. Um, I mean, the amount of turnovers that we caused, and it we they beat us in the turnover battle. We had 18 to their 11 or their 12, but there was at one point it was 15 to six. So then over that next time period, they had six, we had three. So it was like Towards the end of the game, that's what changed is we stopped. Like, it was all front-heavy in our turnovers. Right, And right. then we stopped and started getting the ball back from them. Right. No, I completely agreed. Completely agreed. And, if, like, every like Joseph Adu played well. Like, Brandon Hulley Hatfield played well. Like, whether it was blocks or getting rebounds, Fulkerson um, was pretty active on the boards for some time. Like, it was just such a good team effort. Uh, Josiah Jordan James hitting a couple early shots, and then having a real clutch three in the in the corner, uh, second you know, pretty late in the second half. But I think I told my dad I was looking up. I said I'm I'm feeling kind of nervous, but I mean there was like 14, 15 minutes left in the second half, but we were down like nine or ten, and I said we we gotta have this game where it's even or we're within one or two by like the eight minute mark. You know, I want to be there about the eight-minute mark, seven-minute mark. So then if we go on a run, then it's even closer. And, you know, mm-hmm. you get to that three-minute mark, and you're like, hey, let's have a nice little lead. And I remember looking up and seeing that. And then I swear to you, I looked back up, and we were up by, like, 11. And it was from, like, that 13-32 mark. We had a play where Kenny Chandler drives in. And, and I think this is the right time, Mark, but I know the play definitely happens. And I just don't know if this is, like I said, the right time. But Kenny Chandler drives in, and I was so happy to see him drive in. Good things happen when you drive to the basket, whether you go up and you get fouled, you make the basket, you dish it out, or you have other teammates that are swarming. He goes up, he lays it way off high, and Brandon Huntley Hatfield cut. Yes. yes. Damn, baby. Yes, Kyler was doing the slam. If you're watching on YouTube, he was slamming it. That was such a huge play in that game. And I that think that was to take the lead. Yes. I think we had, was, just, we had just tied it with the three from Ziegler, and then that was the next possession. Yes. And yes. eruption. Yes. From yes. the TV copy, eruption in the in Thompson Bowling. Oh, it was amazing. It was amazing. It was so loud in there. Um, I mean, they do this Tennessee three now, like, and they hadn't done that. I mean, that was the first time I heard it. So that gets everybody going. Then you got – after that, then it goes from the Tennessee three, and then it goes, oh, so then you're doing the defense, and it just was constantly loud. Um, but that game was just – it was so great to see that game because I also felt like I, – I think I felt Barnes and Tennessee needed a win over Bruce. Like, I think that needed to happen because there are mismatches and, and matchups that don't fare well for certain teams. Just like, for example – doesn't matter how good Kentucky is in football, we always match up with them well. Like, mm-hmm. there's just matchups that happen. Just like when we're good and Florida might not be as good, they just match up with us better sometimes in football, whether it's mental or not. So it's good to get over that mental hurdle. But it's just good to be clicking at the right time. And I've come to realize for basketball, for me, I'm just going to enjoy each win and soak it up and try not to say, not be worried about 
okay, well, now we have to replicate this in March because even though March is what matters, I don't like, I want to enjoy yesterday. Like, it was a good win. It was a great win. And like, I know I'm always on here preaching, you know, March is the only thing that matters. And it, it is true. Like, that's just what people remember. But I'm still going to enjoy this compared to last year, two years ago in the past. I'd be like, all right, well, now with this team, we beat that team. So we could probably beat them. And now we can, you know, that means we're definitely good enough to go to the final four. Like, no, I'm just going to enjoy yesterday. And when it gets to March, I'm just going to have my fingers crossed that we're making our shots that day because that's really all basketball comes down to. I know we're going to play defense. I just want the shots to be falling. If the shots aren't falling, then, you know, some, day, some days it's just not your day, unfortunately. Yeah, and then, like, I mean, that determines. Like, that was exactly what happened when we went from Kentucky to Arkansas. We were making those shots versus Kentucky, just missing everything versus Arkansas. Even though we were playing good defense in that Arkansas loss, it was just we could not make a basket to save our lives. And I thought yesterday they did honestly take good shots. I, I didn't think there was, like you were saying, the ISO ball or forcing a shot that wasn't there. There, I mean, use the entire shot clock. Like that's what was happening. We were using the entire shot clock. And I mean, even one of our, you know, of our 18 turnovers was a shot clock violation with a minute and a half left. We took 30 seconds off the clock. Um, so I was just, I was very impressed with the shots they were taking, the tenacity, the aggressiveness on defense, um, and all of that, the rebounds, like rebounds and how, and defense, like how many points the opponent scores, like that tells you how much effort you're putting into the game. And it just shows astronomically. I, I just thought it was amazing. I thought, this game was so big for Rick Barnes and his legacy. And I know that like, you're not the biggest Rick Barnes fan, but to get the monkey of Bruce Pearl off of his back was, I mean, huge for him. Cause that's, that is who everyone who all these Vol fans are comparing Rick Barnes to. It's because we had this guy before he was great for us. He took us to a number one seed. He's done. He did great things. Like that's who he was being compared to. And, uh, like, this is huge for Rick Barnes' legacy. Even if he doesn't win the SEC tournament, doesn't win the – you know, doesn't get to a Sweet 16, this was still a huge game for him. Yeah, and, no, I, it, it was it was a big game for him. It really was. And I just hope – I just hope he can get, you know, whether it's this year or at some point before UT or he moves on, I just hope he gets one deep run for UT because he's been a great coach. He really has. But we just need one deep run as a program. Like, we, we need to make, like, one Elite Eight. And, you know, yeah. a, Final Four, a Final Four would be great. But we just got to get to that Elite Eight at some point. Because you make it to the Elite Eight, that means you're a top ten team at the end of the year. Like, mm -hmm. and all of his teams have been – I mean, hell, we were ranked number one under him. At, you know, we, we, we've had – really really good teams and like he just needs to solidify that for by the end of the year ranking and um and, and that's what I'm just nervous about going into the, it's it's just who's making shots you know who who's making shots that day and that that's what it comes down to and, and to be honest with you like I still don't trust us to make certain shots and this is the only thing I'll say there are times where I hope going into the rest of this year, and I saw some of it yesterday, to, to ice the game. I mean, we haven't even talked about how that game should That's not even – Too close. 
I mean, first off, we had three three missed free throws. I think Kenny Chandler ended up missing two, and Ziegler had missed one towards the end or something like that. We had three total missed field goal, uh, free throws. We go down. They press us. We throw it under Descovy's legs or beside him. In, in the stands, it looked like it almost went under his legs. I don't know what it looked like on TV. And then they start pressing, and then the whole Jabari Smith four-point play, all, all that stuff happens. But when all that stuff happens – and your best player, your, well, let me say that your most talented player beats a guy off the dribble, gets in the lane, and does a little jumper. And I swear, Kyler, I don't know how it felt on TV, but in there, when that ball was on that rim, dinking around, it felt like forever. And when that ball, <laughs> when that, when that ball finally dropped for Kenny Chandler, I said, because if that ball doesn't go down, bad. I mean, and it, it's bad. It was a three. It was a three-point game. The three-point game. Three-point game. One-possession game. And in 30 seconds on the clock, that there was a real chance they lose that game because if they go down and and score it, you know, hit a three or get, you know, whatever the case might be, it's just not a situation you want to be in. After we were up, you know, eight, nine, ten, mm-hmm. you know, points, you know, the last two or three minutes, like shouldn't been happening. But I I say all that to say I want to continue to see Kennedy Chandler and Ziegler getting to the rack. Yeah, because, that's what, because, that was one of my points is I was like, I want to see Ziegler with the ball in his hands more. I want to see him scoring more. I don't feel like he takes enough shots. Yeah, and, 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 I, and so when I say take it to the rack, there were a couple times yesterday that Vescovi would get to the rack or one of the or, – or Ziegler or Chandler or even Triple J. They get in. They make a move. They beat their guy. They're in the rack. They go up, and then they try to pass it, and it's a turnover. Or they – like literally, I think Vescovi went up, and all he had to do was a little floater, and he tried to pass it to Jaja Jordan James, and it, and it was a turnover. Or some of the younger, smaller guys, Ziegler and Chandler, they'll get in the lane, and then they'll try to bounce pass it somewhere, and it gets taken. I'm like, when you've already beat your guy, and you have a little two footer, just take the shot, just finish. When you get in, sometimes finish at the rack. Like that. That's all I want because I feel like we beat the man, we do the hard part, then we get in there. And we try to make one too many passes. So yeah. it's kind of like it's kind of like I love that we pass, we're balanced, we're all that. But like when it gets into tournament time, I, I'm gonna want, I'm gonna want Chandler and Ziegler driving in. I'm gonna really want more of Vescovi taking taking threes, and I want Josiah George James to use his body. You know, yeah, yeah because so it, th- that's when the they, only thing that that when they beat their guy and get to the lane, it's the one that they want to pass through, it's their defensive player that comes over for help and gets up in the, in, you know, Chandler's Eagles face, Viscovi, whoever. And he thinks, well, he just got off of Josiah Jordan James. I can pass it to him. He's open. But you also have to think like, if I shoot, this guy's guarding me. No one's boxing out. Uh, it's Fulkerson or, or, or Josiah James. Like no one's, no one's there. He can get that rebound easily. I so that's why you got to. Right, right. And I completely agree with you because you and I both would probably do the same thing they're doing in our respective sport. We're going to make the smart play. We're going to make the unselfish play. But sometimes when you're the best player or the most talented offensive scorer on the team, sometimes you have to play. I kid you not. There's been times where I play, and this is literally, this isn't high school ball. This isn't college ball. This isn't even like freaking rec ball. This is like if I'm playing pickups, pick up hoops and I want to win because I'm competitive. There's times where I know that there's, I've done this so many times in my life. When I got a couple dogs on my team offensively, I'm like, bro, if you shoot it every time, I don't care. 
Like, if, if I, I mean, like, there's guys that I don't want to play with that are ball stoppers. They think they're James Harden or Kyrie. I don't want to play with them. But these, if these are guys that play hard, play good defense, and we're in a point when we need a bucket, I'm like, bro, I'm going to be down there for the rebound. Like, I'm going to box in my out. Like, get a shot at. Like, I trust you. So, like, you're the best, you're our best option to win. And that's what I want to happen. So, moving on, this Arkansas game is a huge game. You know, mm-hmm. it's gonna, that place is going to be rowdy, going to be a big game. I want to win that game just to split with them to get yeah. back. You know, I don't, I mean, the seeding, yes, it matters. Um, but like, let's just beat them. Like, and, 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 and I want to see how these guards start to play as we go into, into March. Yeah. Two more things before we move on to the next topic. But I, I want to just point out the foul on Fulkerson before the half was, I mean, I've never seen anything like it. If we would have lost that game, it's, it, I mean, it would have just started a storm all over again, like the Music City Bowl, like the old Miss game. Like it would just, I mean, that, it was insane how Fulker, had that ball, was literally just going to like stand there or try and hand it off. And Auburn dude ran him com- completely through his freaking chest. Fulky wasn't moving his feet at all and calls it on him. I, it, if they would have called it on Viscovi, because there was like, you know, shoulder to shoulder with Viscovi and his defender, then maybe, but to call it on Fulkerson was unbelievable. Um, and then the second point I wanted to point out was Jabari Smith is by far the best player in college basketball right now. Overall, dude, he, he, dude. he's insane. He is, he is Kevin Durant Jr. Like he can do whatever he wants. He plays amazing defense, gets all the rebounds. Like, that's something that's underrated, too. I think, you know, you think about the offensive side of the ball so much, but his defense is is outstanding. But from the tip of the second half to the six-minute mark, at the six-minute mark, he made a three. Between that time period, he had a turnover by stepping inbounds when he was trying to pass it. He had a technical foul. He was one for five from uh, a shooting percentage and uh, he had a, a three free throw makes. He was three for four on free throws. That time period right there is the reason why we won that game. Jabari still had an amazing game, 27 points total or something like that. And he started to go off at the end, but it was, it was just too late and there was too much of a lead for it to really work for him. But that like 14 minutes of – you know, stopping him, getting him in foul trouble, not letting him get an easy basket. Like, I think there was a there was a possession where he missed, like, two shots on the same possession by just getting another rebound and he missed again because it was just great defense. That was the difference in that game. We were able to hold him in check for that 14 minutes, and I think that that was the reason why we won. I'm so happy you brought him up, too. Cause I really, really appreciated him. Like I, I enjoyed watching him. Like you see him on the court and you know, he's different, bro. Like that's why he's going to be a top three, four, five pick in the NBA. Like he, he might be he number just, one. He just looks different. Like, you know, when guys like he's out there and he looks like, I hope one day that UT gets a guy like that because like, yeah, you know, Grant was great. Grant Grant Williams was not that. Like I'm talking about physically, you know, whether it's physical size and actual talent. 
But, like, you know, Grant, Admiral, like, I feel like – I honestly feel like KC, Kenny Chandler is like that talent-wise, but he's, you know, he's six foot. He's not 6'10". So, it's just – it's so cool to watch a guy like that in person and to watch him. And you're so right. They did a great job getting in his head, frustrating him. I mean, uh, Triple J had a great play where he just – you know, the the nice little poke away, as you called it earlier, the strip and – so yeah, but he dude, dude's different and dude's awesome, and I'm excited to see what he does as long as it's not against Tennessee in in March because he's he's a bad man. Like he's he's a ball player. Yeah, exactly. That's a team I would love to avoid in the SEC. I mean, it's it's I, on on the court. It's really like Joseph Adu or Brandon Huntley Hatfield, like but uh, as a guard, like that's it, that's like that's what it looks like. Like he's so big, but he he handles the ball well. I will say this. I don't know if you noticed this or if they ever said anything about it on TV. But I was watching, and he took a corner three, and he, it's the one that he missed, and it looked like Ziegler must have got a piece of him. And he started complaining, like, yo, like, he got me, or like, whatever. And then so if you're watching on YouTube, uh, Jabari Smith's here, and Ziegler's coming and closing out, and so he runs by him and puts a hand up and jumps past him. Well, then he has to come back this way, and when he, as, as Ziegler's coming back this way, that's when Jabari Smith's complaining. Now, I don't know. I can't confirm for sure. But what it looked like is right when Ziegler went by, he looked up at him and said something. Because then Jabari Smith looks at him, and I started cracking up. I pointed – I told my dad, I was like, did you see that? And he's like, no, what happened? And that's just so Ziegler. Like, you, like it's nice to have a guy like that that, like, stirs the pot. Like, you know yeah. he probably fouled – you know he probably fouled him. And Jabari Smith's like, you'll call a foul. And then Ziegler probably runs by and is like, you know. That's like, right, bitch. You know, <laughs> yeah, exactly. Exactly. Literally, that, that's – yeah, like, what's up, bitch? Or, like – that's uh, right. I don't give a shit how tall you are, bitch. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Just something. Just something just to piss him off. Because yeah. then Jabari Smith's like, who is this 5'9 child out here <laughs> running around with me? So, but I loved it. I loved it. You got to have he's a like, he's a He's like, dude, my girlfriend's taller than you. Who are you? Why are you in yeah. my face? Yeah. That's, I, I, I kid you not, that's like some stuff that like I would do, like knowing that like you're on my team. You know, like, <laughs> like. Somebody, somebody's not looking, and I get my my head, my helmet right up under their chin strap. And, Wait, and you then, mean you mean you'd get in a fight in an intramural game? <laughs> yeah, I wasn't <laughs> so gonna go because there. I'm on your team. <laughs> I wasn't gonna go there, but I get a piece of somebody, and he turns around. I was like, "What's up?" And then they, you know, they <laughs> then they they come by, and I'm, I walk behind seventy five. <laughs> uh, yeah, for those who didn't get the inside joke, uh, replayed. Uh, with our wait, wait, we need to say, no, 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 no. We got to say that that's another story for another time. We cannot. Yeah, we I was cannot. just gonna little, just a little. It, it I, was uh, he came in one game. It, he was living in Nashville. He came in and helped us for one game. I played no, no, no. I that's played, all I'm saying. That's all I'm saying. He came in for say? one game. He came in for one game, and there was a fight. <laughs> <laughs> Those I are played, facts. <laughs> I played like I played like I played like four or five games with you guys that year. So, but you, there was one in specific, yeah, one specific one, yeah. yeah. But, um, um, but anyways, well, yeah. So I'm I'm excited to see where it goes. I'm still not going to try to get my hopes up because team the team has potential, but there's a lot of teams with potential. So mm-hmm. we're gonna we'll see what happens. Mm-hmm. Exactly. Okay, there, listeners. We've got another ad here. This one is Athletic Greens. So tons of people take multivitamins but it's important to choose one that is top quality. With one delicious scoop of Athletic Greens, you're absorbing 75 high-quality vitamins, minerals, superfoods, probiotics, and adaptogens to start your day right. 
Their special blend of ingredients supports gut health, your nervous system, your immune system, energy, recovery, focus, and even aging. It's also lifestyle friendly and fits a wide range of diets. There's only one gram of sugar and no chemicals or artificial anything. So, to reclaim your health and arm your immune system with convenient daily nutrition, it's just one scoop and a cup of water every day. That's it. To make it easy, Athletic Greens is going to give you a free one-year supply of immune-supporting vitamin D and five free travel packs with your first purchase. All you have to do is visit athleticgreens.com slash believe. That's B-L-E-A-V. Again, that's athleticgreens.com slash believe. These statements have not been evaluated by the Food and Drug Administration. These products are not intended to diagnose, treat, cure, or prevent any disease. Athletic Greens. Take ownership of your health. Um, okay, let's uh, just – we talked about it a little bit, but bounce into baseball. Um, I know you said you haven't watched – physically watched any of the games, but uh, one game got rained out. If not, we're 7-0. and Like you said, all of the scoring. We also have Ben Joyce, a pitcher that's throwing 104 miles an hour. Just insane. You don't see that in college. And it, when I saw that, because it was, it was, you know, Tony Vitello kind of hinted at it. Uh, I saw like previously, he was like, yeah, I got, I got an ace up my sleeve. Like I'm not worried. Cause they saw this guy in practice and he showed out in that game and it was everywhere. It wasn't just fall Twitter. Every college baseball Twitter tweeted it. Every everybody who covers baseball, even saw, MLB people, were talking about it. I saw it on Barstool. Like, yeah, you saw, I, like everyone was saying something about about Ben Joyce, and all it reminds me of is last year that freaking Kevin Copps for Arkansas, where he would come in sixth inning and pitch a shutout, and you couldn't get any any runs in on him, and it was like the ultimate just. What's the great word for? It? I'm losing my train of thought, but like the it's ultimate. The ultimate piece. It's just the, it's the ultimate advantage. Yeah, it was the ultimate piece for Arkansas at end of end of games for them to just shut out opponents, even if it was back and forth through those first six innings. They'd just be like, "All right, come on in," and yeah. he would never. He never like started a game ever. They just only used him for that. And the only time they actually lost in Omaha is when he had to start because he hadn't been used to it. And they lost uh, those games. Is this this Ben Joyce? If I'm not mistaken, isn't he from Farragut? I'm not sure. I I hadn't. Um, do you have your phone? Do you have a phone that you can look that up? I want to know what year he yeah. is and where he's from. I I, I don't. I thought he. Yeah, look that up real quick. I'll look it up. Let's see. It says Knoxville, Tennessee, hometown. Yeah, um, I, I, I where I think he is from Farragut. He registered last year uh, with surgery. Yep, very good high yeah. school. So, so that's what's so funny to me is I remember growing up and uh, when we were in high school and stuff, and knowing how good Farragut was at baseball, and there was there, I, I was like, if if Tennessee just kept in-state guys or not in-state, but just kept East Tennessee players, Knoxville baseball players, you know, whether it's Bearden, whether it's Catholic, whether it's you know, like I said, Farragut. And then each school, each one of these other one-off schools will maybe have a one or two players that are potentially good enough to go to UT. 
even and then another thing like soccer too like i would it used to crack me up i'm like if we would just bring some of these baseball players here like we would be good you know like and, and we had guys that were leaving to go to vandy or other places but it just cracked me up because i saw that yesterday i'm like i'm pretty sure he's from farragut it's like they're 20 minutes down the road from from campus like what, what are we doing so it was it's cool to see that he is a hometown guy i mean that's yeah, yeah. and throwing heat like that's a joke i mean you got you got to have big you know big bats are great but you got to have somebody on the mound like you said that can just dial it up when it comes later in the season yeah i mean it's that i was confident before but as soon as i saw that it just shot through the roof i was like bro get get us to omaha right now yeah like with with that coming from the bullpen in the sixth inning like Thanks. I love that. Love yeah. it. Yeah. Um, okay, so let's jump into this junior day we got coming up. Um, so like I said, we're recording on Sunday. Next Saturday is a junior day. Big time day. A lot of recruits coming in for Tennessee football. I kind of wanted to describe what a junior day might look like uh, if people didn't really understand that because I went to a few – um, I went to a Tennessee, I went to a Vandy, I went to Clemson, I went to um, Vandy must have been early on. <laughs> <laughs> it might have been a little early on. Um, I can't remember. I think I went to another one, but so junior days, they're called junior days, but yeah, yeah, I'm glad. Yeah, go ahead and get it. Every- Every underclassman can go to these. I've seen, I saw sophomores there when I was there. Uh, I've heard freshmen have gotten invites to junior days before too. So it's like, it's just underclassmen. It's just like the guys that aren't on your team yet. That's literally all it is. Um, uh, Kyler and I were, Kyle and I were talking about this on my way home from church today. And we were talking about what we we're talking about on the pod. And I was like, bro, I hate that they call it junior day because it always used to confuse me. I'm like, juniors? Like upcoming juniors, I was like, no, these guys are basically in recruiting world or seniors because they're going to play their senior year and then they're going to commit somewhere. So, anyways, that's why we were talking about the the name. <laughs> yes. Uh, so, for confusion purposes, yeah, it's it's not just juniors. Um, and this is this is one of those days. It's very strange and can be different for every single recruit that's there. Because with like unofficial visits or official visits, it's a lot less of a group. Like even unofficial, you might have three or four guys there like to see a game uh, during the fall. But on a junior day, you got like 30, 20, 30, I mean, maybe even 40 guys there. So there's not the coach attention that – if you're a recruit and you want some like real one-on-one coach attention, like that's not the one, like junior day is not where it's going to be. Unless Unless you're, unless you're a dog, (laughs) you're one of the select few, unless you got a five star next to that name, then they're going to talk to you or unless they are in dire need of that specific position, if they need that left tackle and there's a four star left tackle that hasn't committed, then they'll bring him into a meeting maybe have him meet with the O-line coach for a long time. But if you're a three-star, if you're a four-star, that's an athlete. If you're a four-star, that's just a wide receiver. You're not necessarily going to get that one-on-one attention. So don't expect that. What's really going to be done on that junior day is tours galore. It's tours of the athletic facility. It's tours of 
the uh, Thornton Center, which is academics. It's tours of the dorm rooms. It's tours of the the Smokies where you're eating food. It's 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 tours everywhere. Um, and then you got your photo shoot. Now, when I was coming up, there was no photo shoot. That's not that's not what was part of the agenda. But nowadays, that's what's part of the agenda. Um, and also what helps on a junior day is having a good basketball team because every time they take them all to the game, every single recruit will be at the game, most likely first half. Cause that's what they usually do is they give you one half of basketball sitting in the arena, watching the game. So it's important for men's basketball for fans to show up, but it's also important for men's football, men's football for football, for fans to show up because it's funny. It's funny you say this because if, I, I didn't know if you were going to mention the basketball game and I was going to say, it's awesome that it's a big game next week and there's going to be a good crowd. But of course me being me, I'm like, Oh crap. Why is it a nooner? Why isn't this a four o'clocker, you know, to hopefully have more people, but it, it's, it's still going to be a great atmosphere. Oh, it's still going to be packed. I, I don't, even if it is a nooner, people understand how big this game is because Agreed. this could get us, a number two seed in the SEC tourney. Like, Kentucky just lost Arkansas. Right. It, it. I mean, we're right on that edge of being a number two seed in the SEC. So, right. it's going to be a huge game. I think it's going to be packed out again. I mean, that's how Viscovi, he said that in his closing thing. Like, hey, next week's a big game. We need you guys to be there. So, right. The, the, it's going to be huge. But – yeah, basketball, it's it's huge for recruiting too because the guys will be there seeing the fans go crazy, seeing how much love all the fans are given, and they're they're gonna want that. So this is a time for recruits. <laughs> I, and I love I love when they'll they'll pan the camera to a couple of them. The place is just gonna erupt. Yeah, erupt. But this is a time for recruits to see everything else besides the coaching staff, pretty much. Like you can have a good relationship with the coach that whatever. Like this is your chance to see everything else and be like, what I want to spend three hours in this academic center on a, you know, Thursday afternoon. Would I want to go to this swimming pool here? Would I want to, you know, eat here? Would I want like all of that kind of stuff? But one thing that I would suggest on these, because I was on them, I've seen them before when I played there, like it was like, Hey, nudge, nudge, wink, wink. You guys want to come to junior day on Saturday? Like that's how it was. Like coaches would like tell the players like, hey, come on, come to junior day, meet some of these guys, get them to want to come here. So we did that a few times. And, you know, when players are a huge part of recruiting, too, I don't know if people like when someone takes an official visit, you have a host. Like I hosted guys before and like I'm your host. You're hanging out with me the whole weekend. We're going to have a good time. I'm going to take you somewhere. You're going to have it like that happens. Um but one thing about junior day, I think they should change a little bit, and I don't know if they have, but splitting the parents and the recruits. There's things like the academic center that parents love, and they eat up, and they want to see the classrooms, and they want to see the, the cool stuff that the guys are going to get. In. The recruits don't care about that. They don't care about the academic center. They don't care about you know, what the classrooms look like. They'd rather go take cool photos in the jerseys. They'd rather go eat some good food. They'd rather go see attractive people. Like, that's, that's what it is. So, I think 
that part of junior day needs to be integrated into it where you can split the recruits away from their families because their families are there too, but just kind of give them their own time where they're not like, yeah, mom. Okay. Yeah. It's really nice. It's a really nice academic center. Yeah. I can study real well here. Uh Uh-huh. Uh-huh. Like you guys will fall asleep trying to listen to, to that, to that talk. So I, I would say that's, that's the only thing that I am like, this is something that junior day should change honestly yeah yeah I mean you know that those guys will get that time though you know if you're good enough and you're going to be recruited again you'll have your time to go and whether it's see the parties or see the sororities and fraternities and um you know but you know yeah it's just getting a vibe for everything getting a vibe for what the hill the campus Knoxville has to offer and um yeah. And then once like you do, once you do an unofficial or even an official, really, they'll be like, hey, do you want to do this? Do you want to take this tour? And you go, no, I don't. And they'll be like, OK, we'll do whatever you want. Like on an official, it's like whatever you want to do, that's what we'll do. We're not going to do anything you don't like. Do you want to see this? OK, then we can take you there. But like if it's if it's not what you want to do, if you'd rather go play video games in the lounge with some of the players, like go do it. So, right. and that's why official visits are so much bigger of a deal because guys get, you know, choice on what right. they're doing. Um, but the the one big thing coming from this weekend is the quarterback, the Nico, and I'm not even going to attempt his last name. Amaliva, Imaliva. I don't know. <laughs> yeah, I just know. I just know. I just know the guy with the big hair, five star from California. Yeah, exactly. I just, I just I saw that he was coming in instead of being here for a day or so. He's gonna be here for a weekend or three days. I'm like, well, if you're coming from California, like, wouldn't you want to be here for three days and not come in and leave the next day? Like, yeah, <laughs> I'm not gonna, I, I'm not gonna, think, I'm not gonna, yeah, I'm not gonna think too much into it. Like, I mean, it kind of just makes sense. But yeah, it's good to have him here for a couple of days. And he's probably got visits every weekend lined up. Correct. Like, I'm just thinking, like, God dang, I would not want to get on a six-hour plane ride over and over again. That might that might lead him towards a California team. If he's yeah, just he, I mean, because, what? yeah, what if he – okay, what if he wants to take a visit to us, to Clemson, to Ohio Bama. State, yeah, Bama, like Georgia. I mean, that, that's a lot of flights <laughs> coming over this way. Let's yeah. just go ahead and tell him we're going to – you know, let's just go ahead and tell him we got this nice NIL deal for him, but he's got to commit now. And then once he signs his letter, we'll flush his bank account with a bunch of money. <laughs> yeah. And then those plane tickets won't seem so bad. Yeah. yeah. Um, but I, li- I like him. I-, I watched his highlight tape. I didn't see this past year. So the only one that I could find was so two years ago. Yeah, two years ago. Because I saw highlights made in last spring. Um, and, I mean, he's prototypical. He's like 6'5", six, 6'6". Can move in the pocket. It can throw on the run. Um, there are times that I'm watching and I'm like, if the defense was a little bit better, would that have been picked off? Or if like, if there was a little bit better coverage, if the defensive back like understood a little bit more, I don't know if that's a completed ball. So that just just a little bit concerns me. Like just looking at that i'm like uh are you throwing that in there because you're so confident in yourself and not actually like oh this guy's open 
because that can be very detrimental once you get to college and ball hawkers are coming over one hand in your shit and embarrassing you in front of a hundred thousand. Um, but he's still a five-star. Everyone wants him. And honestly, I saw this take somewhere else, but it makes sense. We might have a better shot at this guy. Because everyone's going after Archie. Because everyone wants Arch, man. Every, every, all the big dogs want Arch. All those top five teams are just all after Arch and are not paying attention to anybody else. And it's like, well, you guys aren't showing me love. I'm going to go to Tennessee. They're showing me love. So we might actually get him. Well, it's funny you bring that up because I, I had not read that or seen that. Um, but that's, it's kind of just an obvious and recruiting or like, it was kind of obvious what you're going to say. So I, I second that and say, well, let's just hope Arch waits to the very last minute <laughs> so that he doesn't go somewhere and then they jump on somebody else. Which I think like, I think he is already saying like, I'm going to take official visits in the fall. Okay. Cool. So like he is waiting and waiting, like he wants to make sure he's going to the right place. And it's like, all right, dude, that's fine. We'll wait. We'll wait until Peyton's kids grow up. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> hey, man, that's that's tough. That's gonna be tough to be arch. Four it's kids. The, it's honestly the worst. It is the like being a little brother to someone who's really good is bad, but being the next. And there's yeah. been three that have all played college athletics and are famous. They're not just good football players. They're also on TV all the time, in commercials. Like, his dad is famous, too. His dad yeah. never played a down of NFL football. So, it's like the amount of pressure he has on him is insane. Yeah, yeah. I, I hope I hope he just – yeah, I hope he's got a good head on him because that's, that's tough. That would be tough, tough, tough. Especially if he goes somewhere, signs, and then he just isn't good early at a college. It's going to be tough very tough like dude if he doesn't just like show out right away if he's struggling he's like middle of the pack quarterback people are gonna rip him god i'm just a a arch man just listen get ready for it and you can always transfer here if you want (laughs) (laughs) oh we got got a dang room with your name on it man like you can come here if you want there's a there's a street that has your name on it Oh goodness! It felt good to be back today, talking and laughing and joking with you. So yes, for sure, love to have you back. I'm sure the fans do too. Uh, oh yeah, and our nice banter. But uh, thank you guys for watching, for listening. If you're watching on YouTube, subscribe, like, hit that notification bell. If you're listening on any of the platforms, follow us. You know, turn on the notifications that you, you when the podcast comes out. Rate us, please. Uh, and share, share with your friends and family, let them know what we're doing. Uh, let them know we got that content lined up for you. Uh, spring ball is coming up. So we're going to get to go to a practice and be able to break that down for you guys. So whenever that happens, get ready. Uh, you know, we are able to go to a whole practice so we can give you inside scoops. No one else can. So why not watch us? And we're entertaining as all get out. <laughs> um, but, yeah, if you want to reach out to us, uh, phone number 865-322-9232. Uh, email is believeintennesseefootball at gmail.com. Um, and follow us on all social medias, Believe in Tennessee, our main Twitter uh, that Reed controls, rbacon26 for Reed, uh, at Kyler Kerbison, Facebook, Instagram, Twitter, all the same. 
And um, yeah, thanks a lot for watching. As always, go ball. Thank you for listening to Believe. You can show support to your host by subscribing to the show and giving us a five-star rating on your preferred platform. Check us out at Believe.com and search for B-L-E-A-V on YouTube. You know when you're listening to a true crime story that has an unbelievable plot twist that makes you stop in your tracks? That's what our podcast, People Are the Worst, brings you with each episode. I'm Rachel. And I'm Rebecca. We're identical twins who love true crime cases that make you say, didn't see that coming, and we hate the people responsible for them. Listen to People Are the Worst now on Apple, Spotify, or wherever you get your podcasts.